Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible, featuring your host from MaroonandWhiteNation.com, Justin Strawn. Alright, welcome to the Maroon and White Audible. I am your host, Justin Strawn from MaroonandWhiteNation.com. Got a good week of shows lined up for you this week. Today we are discussing the weekend that was for the Mississippi State baseball team and just some what we can take away from it. Tomorrow we'll be taking a look back at the Arkansas game and also doing a little bit of a preview for the Mississippi State game against Georgia in Athens coming up during the week. But we'll do that tomorrow and on Thursday. Thursday, we will get a preview of the upcoming series with the Southern Miss baseball team. The fourth show, a little bit iffy, just because of the fact that uh, with the game being on a Wednesday, it's going to be a little bit difficult to get a preview of Mississippi State's game with with the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks in. Uh, my goal is to get that done, but Wednesday games make it a little bit more difficult for me to be able to do that, but I'm going to try. So if that fourth one doesn't come, you'll know why. It's just that it's a little bit harder to find time to record when the game turns happens on Wednesday night and trying to get that up in time for a Friday. It just makes it a little bit more difficult. So uh, if you're wondering if I don't get that last show in, that would be why. So, But for now, let's go ahead and get a word in for our sponsor, and we will jump right into the baseball weekend. Hey, guys. This is Justin Strong from MarinaWhiteNation.com. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course. My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner, somewhat like me, and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities, no reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump, jump right back into the baseball weekend. Look, this weekend is kind of a tough weekend to really talk about and just talk about what you learned from it just because I don't know that there is a whole lot to take away from it in terms of what you saw on the field. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what actually happened on the field. We'll actually get to more into some of the other issues that were more off the field things, and we'll talk about those here in just a little bit. But let's go ahead and take a look real quickly at what did happen for Mississippi State on the field. It was a good weekend for the Bulldogs. They ended up scoring a total of 36 runs on the weekend. They scored 14 in the first two games. They ended up scoring eight more in the third game. Uh, the team hit 351 as a whole, which is really good. They held their opponents to 158 batting average, which is also really good. Um, probably the guy who had the best weekend overall would easily be Tanner Allen. Uh, he hit 538, which is actually second best. Uh, Jordan Westberg had the best average on, on the weekend. He had a 556 average, but Tanner Allen, what he did is just really impressive. Uh, Tanner Allen's stat sheet just is 
something to behold from this past weekend. He had seven hits and 13 at-bats. He scored five runs. He had three doubles, two home runs, 13 RBIs, had a total of 16 bases, and slugged 12-31. So that means he was getting a little over a single per at-bat. Uh, he walked one time. His on-base percentage was 571. Uh, so when you start, add those two together, you get the uh, you know the the slugging uh, plus on-base. Uh, when you add those two together, it comes up to all right at 1800, uh, which is impressive. Anything over a thousand is like almost legendary status. Uh, and he got it himself all the way up to uh, 1800. So look, I don't expect him to have that type of a game all year long or that type of a season all year long, but it was just an incredible, incredible performance by him. It's hard to say which was better, the pitching or the hitting. The pitching was really good too. Uh, the Bulldog pitchers had a 167 ERA. Uh, the two, the three starters each went five innings. I think that was probably by design. They probably each could have gone a little bit further into the game. But Keegan James, the only one who gave up no runs, actually had the highest average against. He, he didn't give up any runs. Uh, he had two walks and six strikeouts. Uh, batters hit 235 against him. Ethan Small, the Friday night starter, only one little blemish. He had a two-run homer against him, and that two-run homer uh, cost him a chance to get the win because of the fact that he wasn't uh, in the lead before the inning was over, before, that, before his appearance was over. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he ends his weekend, his first start with a 360 ERA. He gives up the two-run homer in five innings. He had he gave up three hits, but he struck out 11. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that all weekend, all year long, but nevertheless, to be able to get off to a good start is really impressive. Uh, teams hit, the team hit 176 against him. Uh, he gave up a double and a homer. And then, obviously, the guy that everybody's eyes were kind of on coming into this year was JT Ginn. Also a 360 ERA. He also gave up a two-run homer. His came in the first inning, and he kind of settled down. I kind of wonder if his heart rate was going a little bit quick during that first inning. Uh, that was his very first time, you know, in the Bulldog uniform. Something he had been looking forward to his entire life. It makes me kind of wonder if he maybe wasn't quite as focused as it could be and if nerves kind of got to him a little bit there at the beginning because he was pretty much lights out after that first inning. Uh Teams, uh, he gave up two hits, only, like I said, he gave up the one home run plus the, the hit. He walked one batter, struck out seven in five innings, and team the team's uh, Youngstown State only hit 118. So, like I said, not a ton to learn just because he expected this to happen when it was against Youngstown State. So, I'm not going to take away too much from this performance by the Mississippi State baseball team. They did what they were supposed to do, and that's probably the best thing you can say about the weekend is they did exactly what they were supposed to, and you can't really ask for much more. So let's take a look at the things that were happening off the field. Let's discuss the first thing that happened on Friday night, and that was the beer showers. This had a lot of negative feedback from Mississippi State fans, and it gave Ole Miss fans a chance to rag Mississippi State because, hey, look, they're doing what we do. Ha, ha, ha. Look at that. Look at that. How can they not think this is fun? They're copying us. That was the big thing from Mississippi, from Ole Miss fans after the weekend, after the Friday night game. When Elijah McNamee hit his home run, after Tanner Allen hit his home run, the student section in the outfield it kind of started with one group of fraternities. I don't know which one it was, but it spread into the other ones. They started throwing their beers up in the air and doing beer showers after home runs. Look, I think beer showers are stupid. 
Okay, I, I don't, I don't ever want to be covered in beer under any circumstance. And I know some people say, "Hey, it's fun. It's it's you know, it's a just a outward expression of joy. It's a spontaneous thing which kind of happened." Look, I I, I don't agree with that. If I if I wanted to go and get covered in beer. I don't. I can't ever imagine doing that. And if I did, I wouldn't know where to go to to do something. I can't think of in any situation where, you know, that's okay. I guess it's some kind of a party or a kegger that might be where you expect that, but not at a baseball game, especially not at a Mississippi State baseball game where we have spent years, you know, belittling Ole Miss because that's what they do. And I don't know who this, who thought that would be a good idea to start doing that, but it looks like at the very least that it might have gotten under control because from what I can tell is based off a of Twitter reaction, is it didn't happen on Saturday. There were a few home runs that Mississippi State hit on Saturday, and it didn't appear that any of those things were taking place during, on the Saturday game. So it looks like that's been taken care of. I hope that ends up remaining to be the case as we go into the rest of the year and that we don't see any more beer showers as the year wears on. Now, the other thing that kind of came out this weekend that people got really riled up about on Sunday – in the Sunday paper, the Clarion Ledger, which is always a lightning rod for Mississippi State fans, put in their subheadings of an article on Raphael Palmero and Will Clark, and I guess it was on Jeff Brantley as well. They that they put uh, they did an article about how they, those guys were inducted into the Ring of Honor, and they did a statue for for Will Clark and Raphael Palmero. And instead of putting Mississippi State grace, they said Ole Miss greats were honored or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the headline said, and I'm not really going to go back and look at it. First and foremost, look, the Clarion Ledger, it's, this is why print journalism is having a really difficult time. One, why, why would you subscribe to a print article, a print newspaper that has to have its deadlines done by five o'clock and you end up getting rushed articles like that one. Look, this is not on Tyler Horka. For some reason, we are still people still don't seem to understand the way that newspapers work. The writers and the reporters don't make their own headlines. They haven't done. I don't know if they've ever done that. If they if they have done it, it's been a very long time since they did. They don't do that. All they do is write the stories. They submit the stories, and then the people who put the put the paper together, they're the ones who make the headlines. Sam Hall, who is the editor in chief, he doesn't make the headlines either, but he ultimately has to make sure that that isn't correct. And if you want to blame somebody, blame him. Look. You can blame the the Nashville because that's the problem. I mean, this is the way that Gannett works with their with their papers. They have to send in their they have to send in their copies to a sub. I'm not exactly sure exactly what you call them, but there's basically an office in Nashville that at least where the Clarion Ledger has to send in their papers, where they actually get proofed and everything gets uh, formatted. And then it gets sent back to Sam Hall for final publishing. Another problem that they have is they don't have a sports editor right now. The last one that they had ended up leaving because of the fact that it is ridiculous to have a paper that runs with a 5 o'clock deadline because stuff like this happens. And like I said, somebody should have caught it and it should have been Sam Hall or it should have been whoever would be a sports editor, but they can't hire one now because they can't find one because the pay is ridiculous. It's just really small because papers are slowly going out of business. So they can't have the funds to actually hire a 
sports editor anymore, and they have to work with really dumb deadlines like they had to work with on 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 Sunday, which they had a five o'clock deadline, and it just ended up having this bad misprint. It's a it's a terrible situation. People have already said they don't subscribe to the Clarion Ledger. I get all that. I don't subscribe to it, and the only reason I don't subscribe to it, though, if I lived closer to Jackson, I probably would. I like having a paper, but it's getting to the point where you know get, having a paper just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, we used to subscribe to the Commercial Appeal here in the Memphis area. We don't do that anymore either. So I don't know that I would subscribe to it because it's getting to the point where a print media just doesn't make a whole lot of sense and papers or newspapers are, are slowly dying out and these companies that have newspapers they're having to figure out different ways to make money and it's it's just a problem and like i said i don't really know if if you if you want to be mad i completely understand uh, it's just kind of i've kind of gotten numb to it i guess i i expect these types of issues especially when you have to work under when you have these companies that have to work under these types of deadlines because it's 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 just asking for there to be problems, and there was one, obviously, on Sunday, and it shouldn't be happening, especially after the whole fiasco that happened back in 2016 with the Thanks Ole Miss headline that we got in the Clarion Ledger. So, so anyway, that's my two cents. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, we'll look at the baseball series that's coming up against Southern Miss this weekend. We'll take a look at it on Thursday, so if you want to check that out, come back on Thursday. Tomorrow, if you're interested in how the Mississippi State, how my take on Mississippi State's basketball win over the Arkansas Razorbacks and the teams, how they can get prepared for the Georgia, definitely tune in tomorrow and I will be previewing it. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, until next time, Hail State.